Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com slash careers. That's opcpest.com slash careers. Keep playing. Keep working. Keep going. And keep moving with the exceptional orthopedic care at Baptist Health. With an experienced team and a full line of advanced services and procedures, it's no wonder most people choose Baptist to help them keep on keeping on. Visit baptisthealth.com slash ortho to find a Baptist health provider. Newman has hit a thousand followers on Twitter. <laughs> that is not where I thought Woo! you were going with that. A thousand followers! Congratulations, Benton. That's a that's a worthy accomplishment, sir. I'm so glad I paid for those bots. It really, it really helped my self-esteem. <laughs> Uh, welcome into Soccer City Thursday night, six o'clock, six to seven here on ESPN six eighty and one oh five seven. It is the show where we talk all things Louisville professional soccer, Louisville City, racing Louisville, and everything around it. It is a very important week in Louisville soccer, a hugely important week, one of the most important weeks we've had all year, and frankly, one of the most important weeks we've had. Um, in Louisville professional soccer history. It is Phil the Fam week for Racing Louisville. There will be, we ha- we learned today, it is confirmed, there will be a new record high crowd on hand Let's go. on Saturday night for Racing Louisville when they take on Angel City. We passed last year's record high number of 8,700 uh, 8, plus. Still trying to work our way up to 10,000, however. And there are plenty of reasons why you should want to be a member of that 10,000 strong crowd. The World Cup stars are coming back. They will be honored after the game. All of them are back except for two. That's Alex Chidiak, who still has a game to play with Australia, by the way, in the third-place match this weekend at the World Cup. And Timby Katlana, not back yet back with the team. But all the other players are back. Savannah DeMello of Team USA, uh, Wang Shuang of China, Uchenna Kanu of Nigeria, Ari Borges of Brazil, all back. We expect to see them on Saturday some of them potentially playing and starting on Saturday as well. So you want to come back and give them the hero's welcome that they deserve for going on to the World Cup stage and showing out. They finished at fifth place, most goals scored by any club in the world racing Louisville, the most of any NWSL team racing Louisville in the World Cup. So they put our city's name on the map for a lot of people around the world, and they deserve a hero's welcome on Saturday night. So come out for that also. Benton, I'm going to make the argument to you right off the bat. I'm Jeff Milby, by the way. Spencer Brown, our producer. Thanks so much, Spence. We always appreciate when you're on with us. I'm going to make the argument right now, Benton. This is the most important game that Racing Louisville has ever played. Year three for this team. They are two points out of the playoffs. This is the return to the regular season after the World Cup break to play Challenge Cup games. The World Cup stars, many of them are back. The two sides of the team, if you want to think about it that way, the stateside team that's been playing in the Challenge Cup and the World Cup squad are coming back together. I would imagine confidence is high for those World Cup players because because how could your confidence not be high when you go to the World Cup and perform the way they did? And it's against a team that is a winnable game. Angel City sits below them in the standings. uh, Racing Louisville went up 2-0 on the road at Angel City early in the season, so there's a little bit of revenge on the line, a game that finished 2-2, so Angel City came from behind to tie it after Racing had a two-goal lead, so they can kind of uh, get over that game and put that out of their minds with a great performance on Saturday. It's the biggest game racing Louisville has ever played. I completely agree. To me, this is going to set the tone for the remainder of the season. They are two points out of a playoff spot right now. A win here would be enormous. It would give them positive momentum heading into this final stretch of the season. There's a lot on the line, not to mention all the other stuff you listed, like the the record crowd in attendance, getting all these players back. So I am absolutely amped for this match, and the weather is supposed to look beautiful. But, uh, hey, Jeff, if, if any of our listeners want to attend the match, how can they do that? That is a great thought, Ben. That is just, What a great transition for you. Here's, there are lots of options. One, tickets are very affordable. I saw some, uh, I think, $8 tickets I saw earlier this week. At least uh, a, a, few, a few dollars more than that. Very affordable. Uh, so go to racingloufc.com slash tickets or 502-L-O-U-C-I-T-Y. But I got another phone number. 
And all you have to do is text it, and you'll win four tickets. First two people to text the UPS Jobs text line here at ESPN Louisville, 437-9680. We're going to give you four tickets each. First two people to text will get four tickets each to Saturday's game, Racing Louisville against Angel City in the Fill the Fam game. A record crowd going to be on hand, a great atmosphere. Hopefully 10,000-plus will be on hand. 437-9680 if you want four free tickets to Racing Louisville's game on Saturday. And by the way, Benton, we've yet to mention even the giveaways and all that kind of fun stuff. There's lots of on-the-field reasons to come to this game. There's lots of reasons to know that this is going to be a fun sporting event. But look, come early, get $2 beers in the fan zone. Come early, get a free T-shirt. Stay late for post-game fireworks. There's lots of other fun, family-friendly kind of activities around the sporting event, around the game itself. And you mentioned the weather. Coming up on Saturday, it's going to be mid-80s, low chances of precipitation, an absolutely gorgeous summer night. The last summer Saturday night, as it turns out, for JCPS high school students. So what a better way to say goodbye to your summer break than come out to Lynn Family Stadium and watch this game. It's going to be a lot of fun. I mean, really, truly, if you're a sports fan out there and you're itching to get Get some of that sports itch before football season starts. You want to go out and feel the atmosphere of a stadium, feel the electricity of a big game, smell the popcorn. Like, there's just so much fun at sporting events. One of those weird smells that just sticks in your mind. Come to Lynn Family Stadium this Saturday. Scratch that itch a little bit before Louisville football starts. If you're a sports fan, you need to be there. On top of all those other reasons that we already um, listed, I feel like these World Cup players, if they play, they're going to have a particular chip on their shoulder, and we're going to see a little little extra for some of these top players already. I mean, you know, I mean, some different teams might maybe not have performed as well as they would have wanted to, and um, you know, they had a little taste of, of of that success and being able to get to that stage, and they want to continue to prove themselves. And show why they should be at that level. So I don't know. I feel like I feel like there's going to be a little extra uh, gas in the tank, if you will. So I'm 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 feeling pretty optimistic. And Ben, we've already got four tickets gone. So hey. if you want to come to the game, four three seven nine six eighty. Four tickets will be coming your way if you text us pretty much right now. Look. This, this racing Louisville team, I think, is poised to make a huge run on the home stretch of this season. Again, just two points out of the playoffs, two points back of San Diego for that sixth place in the standings. By the way, those two teams meet in the season finale, so if it, it plays the way it is right now, that could be a huge, huge game on the road in October for racing Louisville. But they don't want it to come down to that racing Louisville. They want to make a charge up these standings. It is very open for them to get not just into the playoffs, but a fairly decent seed. And this is one of the youngest, most talented teams in the league. We've seen it at the World Cup. So many players showing out in big ways, scoring lots of goals. You combine it with players that stayed home like Jalen Howell, a young star, Katie Lund, a young star who are growing and developing um, in, into themselves and into this team. It is going to be a terrific team to be a fan of over the next couple of seasons. These players are locked down for a couple of years. You want to get on that train now. Get on that bus now. Be a part of this thing before they really catch their stride and become one of the top teams in the league. And in that narrative, that build-up to that window of championship opportunity for this young squad, this young nucleus that is growing together, Saturday's game could be a huge turning point. It could be that moment where they finally break through and say in front of a record crowd that we are here. It is a statement of intent to the rest of the league with a huge crowd on hand, not just a statement of intent for the team, but for the club as a whole to say, hey, look, we're not some backwater in the NWSL. We're not the smallest market, even though Louisville will be and always will be the smallest market in the league. We can't be treated that way. We have a huge fan base, a passionate fan base, and a young, rising strong, athletic, fun team that is going to be together. They are together now. They are friends. They like each other by all reports. Everything we hear it is a close-knit team. That core is strong and is going to grow into a, a top-level team in the next couple of years. So get on that bandwagon now and Saturday's opportunity to come out to Lynn Family Stadium could be big both for the fans and also for the team as they grow into that team. It could be a turning point, I think. Yeah, the team doesn't let the market size define them. They're like, I mean, it's a really well-built squad. I think we got a lot of exciting and talented players um i and and you and you talk you hit on this already like this this could be a very big statement match for for racing i don't want them to win i want them to win in exciting big fashion and i think that could really propel them forward again like i think there's a lot to be said for momentum especially in the league with as much parity as there is in the nwsl and just getting a decisive win to kick off the i guess the the last half of the campaign 
man, that would be so big and so important for them. What are you expecting from the World Cup players? It's going to be a little bit of a challenge, right? I mean, some of them just getting in this week. We saw Ari Borges today training with Racing Louisville, practicing with Racing Louisville for the first time since coming back from that World Cup playing for Brazil. It's gone the complete other side of the world. You know, I, Frankly, it's, it's going to be a little bit of an adjustment for some of these players to just reacclimate to the time zone, to you know, it not being whatever day it is in New Zealand right now. I mean, it's tomorrow in New Zealand already, right? So that's going to, be, that's going to have an effect on some of these players. The good news, Savannah DeMello's been in all week from Team USA. She joined, I think, up on Monday. We heard from her when she talked to reporters on Monday. Ari Borges today. So they've had a couple of days to adjust. Um, but what, what are you expecting to see from them? Do you think we see them from the start? Do you think we see some of them from the start? What are you expecting on Saturday? To be completely honest, I don't think it's going to be all that impactful. I mean, most of these players have had at least a couple days to reacclimate. I don't think playing with the, these other squads, their, their national teams, is really going to have negatively impacted their playing abilities with their, their current squad. I mean, you got to think about how much time on the on, on the training grounds that they spent with these these gals. So I don't I think they'll fall right back in line playing with them. Um, so, I mean, I, I've... I, I really don't think that this team misses a beat. I think they're going. I think they're going to come out strong. We're going to. It's just. It's almost going to be like the World Cup never happened in the sense of that. We, you know, we could see a similar lineup and and similar playing abilities. Right. We could see the the same starting eleven yeah. we were seeing before the World Cup in a lot of ways. Exactly. Which, yeah. if, if anything, again, like I said earlier, I think that they're going to be extra motivated having had this World Cup opportunity. And again, since a lot of them are home earlier than they would have liked to have been. You know they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna harness that they're gonna use that to their advantage and play better. And again, a big part of the reason why I think this game is so huge for racing Louisville is because it's a winnable game. Yep. I mean, the, it, every game in the NWSL to one degree or another is a winnable game, right? There's so much parity. So many teams have talent from top to bottom, right? But Saturday's game is a very winnable game. LA sitting down in tenth place. Just two points above the bottom of the league. It's a team that Racing Louisville looked really good against that first half when the two teams met early in the season out in L.A. Um, and they're going to be without a couple of big players. I mean, Kristen Press is the player to know for for Angel City. She's still not recovered from that injury she, she suffered here against Racing Louisville last year. She's out. Simone Charlie also out. Uh, they're coming back just like Racing Louisville is. Uh, Angel City has players coming back from the World Cup, so maybe there's some hiccups for them playing on the road, always more difficult than playing at home. And not to mention, this is a team that plays in front of 20,000 fans every night, Angel City. They pack the house out in L.A. to watch these watch this team play, despite the fact that they've not been a winning team so far in their couple of years of history. So they're not going to be intimidated by any old plain atmosphere. They're not going to be intimidated by an average racing crowd. No offense to racing's crowds. They've been excellent. They are excellent. The fans that are, that are plugged in and bought in and show up every night are phenomenal. But they're not going to be intimidated by that kind of crowd. So this crowd on Saturday, it is going to be a record, but it needs to be a good crowd, if that makes sense. It needs to be an energetic crowd, an enthusiastic crowd, an in-tune crowd that's plugged into what's happening on the field, reacting, ooing and aahing, booing and cheering into the game. And I think we're going to get that. I think there's a lot of excitement about this game heading in, and we're going to get that kind of crowd, and they're going to need it against this team again because they're, if there's a team that's not going to be intimidated, it's Angel City. They play in front of the biggest crowd generally every week in the NWSL. Yeah, I mean, even if, I mean, putting the, the fan factor aside, I, I think I'm just so thankful that our team gets to start the, this like resumption of regular season play at home rather than on the road. That has to just not be fun at all for this for this LA team. So um, let's make it as uncomfortable as possible. Again, they might be used to to a big crowd and a lot of noise, but uh, they're not used to us. So we'll, uh, we'll let them hear it. And we've yet to mention, by the way, that we have an exceptional guest on this show. He's got some big shoes to fill, by the way, because last week Louisville City's head coach Danny Cruz was phenomenal. Was phenomenal. If you didn't listen to the show last week live, and if you haven't caught up to the podcast, uh, go to our Twitter, at Soccer City Radio. Go to the ESPN 680 website, ESPNLouisville.com. Find that podcast and listen to that interview. We'll get into some of the details because the story has legs. The, the Louisville versus Charleston story somehow still has some legs almost a week and a half later. We'll get into that a little bit later. But that was a phenomenal interview. Our guest today going to be equally as good. Ryan Dell is the general manager of Racing Louisville. He signed on earlier in this season. 
uh, coming over from the U.S. Women's National Team, where he served as a, as a staffer for the last few years, won a couple of World Cups with them, brings a lot of pedigree to this job, and he is going to fill us in on, on the happenings around racing Louisville heading into this game on Saturday. Some roster moves today that we've yet to get into, um, and, and certainly he'll know he'll have the latest figures on the attendance, which is the number that I think everybody wants to know right off the top is, what's that crowd actually going to look like? We know we're going to have a record. Are we going to get that 10,000 for the first time ever in racing Louisville history? Um, so that's coming up. We're going to chat with him in just a few minutes' time. Ryan Dell of Racing Louisville is our guest. And again, if you're trying to get your hands on some tickets for Racing Louisville, 4379680 is the UPS Jobs text line. Or head on to the website and buy them yourself. RacingLouFC.com slash tickets 502-L-O-U-C-I-T-Y. Ryan Dell, next on Soccer City. 23 season. You're listening to Soccer City right here on ESPN 680 and 1057. Now, here's Jeff Milby and Benton Newman. Welcome back, Soccer City, on a Thursday night from 6 to 7 every single week on ESPN 680 and 105.7, where we talk professional soccer in your city, Louisville, Kentucky. We've been giving away tickets to Racing's Game on Saturday. A tremendous response from you, the ESPN 680 listeners. So no more tickets available, unfortunately, for free. But they are available if you want to buy them at very affordable prices. RacingLouFC.com slash tickets 502-L-O-U-C-I-T-Y. And uh, if you texted us, we are working to respond to, to get those tickets to you. We are thrilled to have a phenomenal guest. This is the point of this show. One of the many points of this show is to give you, the fans, access to the important people involved with your two favorite teams, Louisville City and Racing Louisville. Last week, a phenomenal guest, Danny Cruz, who cursed on air. So big shoes for our guest today, Ryan Dell, to fill. Uh, Ryan, I would not advise cursing, but I will say it made for wild entertainment last week. What's going on, Ryan? Thanks for taking the time. No, thank you, guys. Um, I didn't know Danny did that, so I'm going to try and be on my best behavior. <laughs> oh, uh, maybe talk through today. Yeah, he really uh, he he shocked us all in a in a in the best possible way, honestly. But uh, but yeah, that uh, that was uh, last week. A great guest. Hey, Ryan, we got a great game coming up on Saturday for Racing Louisville against Angel City. I know fans want to know what the ticket number is. That's uh, a lot of excitement around this crowd that's building up. I know earlier in the day you guys announced that we passed last year's. Uh, ticket sales number for the Phil the Fam game. So give the fans an update. Where are we on that crowd? Are we getting close to 10,000? We're getting close. 9,100 tickets sold as of uh, about an hour ago. So we're getting incredibly close. We want to break that 10,000 threshold. Uh, four players back for racing Louisville from the World Cup. Um, all could see, could see minutes on Saturday night, and, and we're going to welcome them back um, with a nice ceremony as well. So we hope that people can come out and fill Lynn Family Stadium. Uh, and make a, this record crowd even bigger um, as we head into a, a real strong playoff push. So speaking of the World Cup, what was it like watching so many of these players that you get to see day in and day out on the training ground play on this, on this international stage? They all deserve to, to be on that level, and I think that's what's so special. To go to a World Cup, I've been to two myself, and it, it's just such a special environment. It's unlike anything you'll ever experience. And to be able to have those players here in Louisville go down to Australia and New Zealand and, and live that, that dream, something they've all been dreaming of since they were uh, little, little girls, is, is incredible. Um, and, and it shows uh, how strong uh, of a club we have here in Louisville and, and what that development pathway looks like. What's the team look like this week? We talked about it in the first segment of the show, but I would imagine for some of them, it's going to be a little bit of an adjustment coming back from literally the other side of the world where I think it's already tomorrow out of New Zealand and Australia. So it's got to be a little bit of an adjustment, right? Coming back home, even though you're familiar with your teammates, you're coming back to sleep in your own bed, all those kinds of things. What does the team look like this week uh, out at training, out at practice as they come back together ahead of Saturday's game? Yeah, so some of them have kind of started to trickle in, whether it was last week or, or early this week. Uh, Samantha DeMello got back on Sunday. Ari Borg just got back yesterday um, after she got her visa. Uh, I would say Monday, Tuesday was a little was a little sluggish, I would say, if I'm being honest. Um, but they had the off day Wednesday, and then today, I haven't seen energy like we've seen out of training today in a long time. And it was just so 
so special. I mean, you had Jalen Howell and, and Ari Borges doing the gritty after training as they're playing. <laughs> I, I haven't seen that kind of energy out on the pitch in, in a couple of weeks, and it, it was really exciting. And I think we couple that with you know the, the ticket sales and the fan response coming back uh, against Angel City on Saturday. I mean, we're, we're shaping up for a heck of a weekend. Now, um, how excited are the players to not only return to regular season action, but for this fill the fan match where there's all sorts of things going on, and particularly the record crowd? Have you got to talk to any of them? Get to feel them out? Yeah, I mean, they're all always excited to play in front of a, a record crowd. Um, anytime you have the opportunity to play in front of uh, nine thousand, ten thousand fans, and, and fill a stadium that we all love so much, um, it's special. They're excited to have the World Cup players back. They're excited to continue to get better every single day. Um, and, and they're just looking forward to, to having a great game on, on Saturday and hopefully kind of taking the next step towards a playoff run, um, something this club's never uh, been this close to. And they're excited to, to kind of try and make that history. Um, obviously, a little bit of history with the, the Challenge Cup semifinal in September. Um, so I think they're in a, in a really good headspace. They're, they're focused. They're, they're dialed in and, and kind of uh, – ready to go talking with racing louisville general manager ryan dell ahead of racing's game on saturday arguably the biggest that they've ever played as they jumpstart the second half of the season after the world cup break ryan it's going to be a, a welcome home for the world cup stars uh, because they're going to be on the field we expect we hope anyway some of them but there will be i, I understand a moment maybe after the game where they will be honored before uh, this record crowd that's going to be uh, on hand. What what kind of things are going into uh, this this moment where the fans will be allowed to recognize these World Cup players who went out on the world stage and put Louisville's name in headlines across the world? What kind of things are, are in the works behind the scenes to to honor these players on Saturday? Yeah, so on Saturday we'll, we'll kind of have a little ceremony, work on a couple videos and, and things that'll that'll really uh, show what they did down in, in Australia and New Zealand. I mean, we're still fifth in terms of club goals at the World Cup and, you know, up against the likes of Arsenal and, and Barcelona. And I think that's just an incredible testament to this club. Uh, after the game, we'll do some, some flower uh, bouquet presentations. And in and, and the future, we're working on trying to get some, some barrel heads. We wanted to find a gift that was local to Louisville um, that they could take back and, and remember this incredible summer that they all had at the World Cup and then what they mean to the city. And we came up with a, a barrel head, kind of an etched barrel head for each of them that will, will really speak to what they've accomplished this summer. I love the local tie. That was a good idea. Appreciate that one. <laughs> now, uh, what else can fans um, expect for this fill the fan match? I know there's all sorts of different things going on. So post-game fireworks, which I think are always exciting. Um, that'll be after the, the flower ceremony. But I think during walkouts, we're going to have the, the drum line out there, which I haven't actually seen since I've been here. I got here in March. But everybody has told me how incredible this drumline is and how it really creates this amazing environment in Family Stadium. So we're excited for that. Um, we're excited for the T-shirt giveaway. Um, there's, some new, there's some new merch for our World Cup stars in, in the team store. Um, and I think there's a Jalen Howell burger. I think that's this week. That's right. Well. Oh, the Bison that burger. One, yeah. That's right, yeah. This is, we were traveling. I believe we were leaving Kansas City. Uh, this is, I think, the first time we played in Kansas City. We've been to Kansas City and Chicago, everywhere else in the, in the central um, part of the country so many times, but we were leaving and we were getting in line, we were boarding the plane and, and they were all talking about their burger and what they wanted to have on it and how they could create something special for the fans. And I'm glad Jalen Howell's burger went out. It sounded uh, really good. I think it's a bison burger, some avocado and things. So we hope fans can kind of pick that up as well and, and celebrate Jalen's creation. So again, like we said in the first segment, a huge game on the field, but there's also tons of reasons in terms of just the event around the game to come out to Lynn Family Stadium on Saturday with the record crowd on hand. RacingLouFC.com slash tickets, 502-L-O-U-C-I-T-Y. Ryan, you guys made some moves that were announced today, and one of the headlines that came out today, Matty Picorni being signed uh, permanently after being a national team replacement player, a player that came in over the last month or so during the World Cup uh, when you guys lost those players to the World Cup, and, and I think performed well, showed some talent, showed some ability out there. Um, so just talk about her and the decision to, to keep her in the fold. Yeah, so Maddie's a St. Louis uh, native. She played at St. Louis University and then went abroad right after college um, to Denmark, and I think that's a, a great pathway for a lot of players. If players don't go through the draft, uh, going to Europe, getting minutes, and then having this opportunity to come back into the NWSL is, is, is such a great development tool. Um, so, so Maddie has come in 
worked hard, been excellent in the locker room. Uh, obviously, it was very good pace, um, and someone that we felt we could believe in as we head into the end of the season. She could contribute and help us here through the end of the regular season, and we're obviously hopeful for, for 24 um, as, as we kind of build out our roster and have started the strategy process. So I think Maddie's going to be a great asset for us. She's going to continue to, to play well, um, and, and she, frankly, she's looked really good in training, brings a lot of energy. So we just got a little glimpse there. You mentioned, you know, looking ahead, building building over the next couple of years. Uh, we have a text from a fan. This is, again, one of the reasons why this show is part of Louisville soccer fans' Thursday nights every single week because they get access to, to people like you, Ryan. And the text is asking about the future, looking into the future, wondering how you're going to be able to keep this team together, this young, talented core together. Uh, with this upcoming expansion draft, the league expanding to the Bay Area, uh, Utah coming back into the fold, and expansion certainly not going to stop after that. I mean, there are rumors of markets all across the country. Boston, I've seen, maybe coming into the league in a couple of years' time. Um, and we've already seen the expansion draft kind of be unfair to racing Louisville over the next or over the last couple of years. So, so how do you, you know that that's one of the big tasks I would imagine for you over the next couple of seasons is with expansion coming in the league. How are you going to be able to keep this team uh, t- together over the next couple of years? That's the question. For from the fan four three seven nine six eighty is the text line. By the way, if you have a question for Ryan, yeah, no, it's a great it's a great question. Um, I actually spent a couple hours behind closed doors today, just working on our strategy with a couple people in the club, and I, I think um, it's something we're very cognizant of. Is you can protect nine players. Um, obviously, when racing came into the or, uh, the league, it was eleven for a club, so a little bit of a disadvantage. But nine players can be protected, and that's a hard decision. You, know, you have to weigh a lot of things, you know international slots you have to weigh you know salaries and contract length you have to weigh you know uh the growth of of, of a player um and the hardest part i think is, is just sitting there and, and and worrying about those players that you, you love and we all care for so much um to be taken to another team and which will be a great opportunity for them as well so I think right now we, we've kind of got our, our rough nine, but I, I know that that list will be refined over the next month, two, um, all the way until the expansion draft at the end of December. So it's a lot of um, tinkering, but it, it's something that we kind of have to, to weigh as, as these two new teams come in. And, and Jeff, as you said, I, I think we'll have two more in, in 2025. Well, that's just one of the, the big challenges over the next couple of years. Uh, the NWSL, NWSL as a league, I would imagine, presents a lot of challenges to somebody in your position. And for anybody listening that doesn't know, you signed on with the team in March, joining on as general manager. So how have you found these first few months on the job working in the league after coming over from the national team? It's definitely a little bit different. Um, I was, I'll give you a little insight into my, my life here, but... I talked to Black Landonowski on my drive home tonight. Um, obviously, big news for him. And I was explaining, you know, just how different it is. You know, um, I think the league is growing and developing. I think that's super important. Um, and it's showing the growth. But you look at the World Cup, you know, England and Spain in it. Spain's done a great job of developing, but also Barcelona um, and Real Madrid. And obviously, the WSL in, in England is continuing to get stronger. So we have some challenges in the end of itself to continue to develop talent, to continue to produce great American players. Um, and that's just part of it. But also it's just a day-to-day. I was joking with Jalen Howell at training one day last week. I said, you don't realize when you're watching from outside just what a grind the NWSL season is. The NWSL season is long. And as we got into next last week where, you know, there was no matches and, and just a couple training days and the players got a little bit of time off, you don't realize just how long that goes. You know, it goes almost 10 months. And we had, uh, I, I missed preseason. I, I basically was approved through the, the background check process and, and signed my contract the day before the Houston uh, season opener. So I didn't miss the entire nine-week preseason. And this is, an, if you had nine weeks on to where we're at now, it's incredibly lengthy. And I think it's going to get longer next season. So, that, that's the biggest challenge, I think, is just the day-to-day grind of, uh, of a long season and keeping players healthy, keeping them uh, engaged, and trying to, to kind of creep up into that playoff position. Now, looking a little further ahead through, for the re- remainder of the season, I didn't know if there's anything else related to um, racing in the pipeline that you're able to share with fans or at least tease. Are you, talking, are you talking player kind of acquisition? Is that what well, you're just, any, just anything in general, other promotions, players, whatever you got for us, we'll take. 
That's fair. Um, I think right now our, our biggest thing is this Challenge Cup semifinal in, in September. Uh, we have to go play uh, at Seattle or at OL Reigns. Um, OL is a team that we, we've been up 2-0 twice this season and, and obviously drew both matches. So we feel like we match up well with them. Um, and, and we're really looking forward to that. That's really the first opportunity Racing Louisville has as a club to compete for a, a trophy outside of the Women's Cup within the NWSL and NWSL trophy. So we think that um, hopefully going up to Seattle, performing well, and, and then moving on to the, the final of the Challenge Cup would be a major uh, benefit for this club. Talking with Ryan Dell, the general manager of Racing Louisville, ahead of their hugely important game Saturday at Lynn Family Stadium against Angel City. A record crowd is going to be on hand. I said, Benton, that in the start of the show, I think this is the most important game Racing Louisville has ever played for a number of reasons on the field, off it. Ryan, I'll, I'll turn to you and ask you, you have the ears of the fans right now. You're talking directly to them. What is your pitch for anybody out there who maybe is a Racing Louisville fan or is on the fence about becoming a fan of this team or just sports fans in general listening to ESPN 680 on a Thursday evening as they drive home from work? What's the pitch to come out to this game on Saturday? Racing Louisville is two points outside of a playoff spot. We're in the Challenge Cup semifinal, and we have four world-class World Cup players coming back. The drumline, the fireworks, the excitement, 10,000 of your fellow fans around you. It's going to be an incredible night, an incredible atmosphere, and I hope that the entire community of Louisville can come out to Lynn Family Stadium, support these players who have been through so much, and really help propel them into the second half of the season. So I hope you guys come out. I hope you uh, enjoy the game. I hope we put on a good performance uh, against a really quality Angel City side, and and we're looking forward to uh, an exciting Saturday. Saturday night, 7.30 at Lynn Family Stadium, RacingLouFC.com slash tickets are 502-L-O-U-C-I-T-Y is the phone number. Ryan Dell, Racing Louisville General General Manager, uh, thanks for taking the time. Really enjoyed talking to you, and we will certainly do it again down the road. Thanks, Jeff. There's Ryan Dell of Racing Louisville. Um, I, I think he said it pretty succinctly there on the end, Benton. This is... Um, a game where the world-class talent that went off to the World Cup is coming home. A hugely important game in the standings. He led with it two points out of the playoffs. So who knows, depending on other results, a win on Saturday could put racing in a playoff position this late in the season. I, surely this would be the latest in the season that they were in a playoff spot in their three-year history. We know, look, the last couple of years haven't been the prettiest couple of years for racing Louisville. There have been losses. There have been off-the-field issues. All that's in the past now. This is a young team building forward, building up to be a legitimate championship contender in the NWSL. And the first step in that process, what a first step that would be on Saturday night before a crowd of 10,000 plus potentially to make a statement of intent to the rest of the league and to the women's soccer world that this racing Louisville club is no laughing stock. This racing Louisville club is not going to be a doormat. They are going to be a legitimate threat in the league. That starts Saturday, and I think they could have a big, big, hugely important moment if they put on a great performance in front of this big crowd. Regardless or not, if this result actually puts them into playoff position or not, it's well, one, it's going to obviously inch them closer to that, but two, it's all about momentum. Starting off on the right foot for the remainder of this season is going to be so huge for this team. So, again, racingloufc.com slash tickets, 502. Lou City is the phone number. We've given, given out some tickets tonight. So no more free tickets for you on the show, but go buy tickets. They are affordable, and it's going to be a great atmosphere, one of the sporting moments of the summer in the city of Louisville. And again, right before football season kicks off, you can go get that itch scratched of live sports by heading out to this game. Uh, Louisville City on the other side of the break. We've not gotten into them yet. A busy week for them last week. They're on the road at Birmingham this weekend in a game that's going to be played right before the racing game, by the way. So another reason to show up early. You can watch the Louisville City game at Lynn Family Stadium. Be with your fellow fans at a watch party. I will tell you about that and tell you about what's going on with Louisville City. And also, Ben Pierman uh, reared his ugly head once again today on social media. The head coach of the Charleston Battery. This thing continues uh, to get uglier and uglier in the best possible way. It is a rivalry brewing between Louisville and the Charleston Battery. We'll tell you about that as well when we come back. Soccer City on ESPN 680 and 105.7. 
You're locked on Soccer City right here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Now, here's Jeff Milby and Benton Newman. Welcome back. We've been talking so much about racing Louisville, and rightly so, with arguably the biggest game in their history coming up on Saturday night with the World Cup stars, including Savannah DeMello of Team USA, coming back into the fold after the World Cup. But there is also a game this weekend, Benton, for Louisville City. They travel to the Birmingham Legion on Saturday evening. 5.30 kickoff for that one. 5.15, our coverage begins here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Myself and George Davis on the call once again. Former Louisville City midfielder joining us in place of Casey Whitfield this weekend. So tune in for that when you're coming into Lynn Family Stadium to go to the Racing Louisville game. And come out early again. A watch party going to be at Lynn Family Stadium where you can come to the stadium Head of the racing game, watch Louisville City in action with uh, your fellow Louisville City and racing Louisville fans. Uh, so do take part in that coming up on Saturday. This game, Benton, comes on the heels of back-to-back ties for Louisville City last week at home. Charleston, a week ago yesterday, 1-1 was the final score in that game. Louisville City had a lead, gave up a late goal, could have gone down late on with a goal that went over the line. We talked about it last week on Soccer City quite a bit. That was followed up on Saturday by a 2-2 tie with Rio Grande Valley, the Toros, second from the bottom out in the Western Conference, but still a very talented team, I'll say. In what turned out to be a really thrilling game, finished 2-2. Louisville City had the lead on two different occasions. RGV came back on two different occasions to tie it 2-2. And now Louisville City has had an entire week off from that game, and they head on the road down to Alabama looking for a little bit of revenge against Birmingham, who came up to Lynn Family Stadium a couple of weeks ago and had a really good result. But a theme from that game, set-piece defending, reared its head on Saturday against RGV as set-piece defending came to bite Louisville City again, RGV scoring on a corner to tie the game initially at 1-1. You were at training today, practice today for Louisville City. You were among the reporters that talked to Danny Cruz, Louisville City's head coach, and that set-piece defending was a theme that came up today. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. It obviously came up. You think back to the last Birmingham match, the uh, RGV match. I mean, it's, it's, it was a definite theme, and uh, Coach Cruz was not happy about it after RGV because he felt it was, I mean, things that they had talked about after Birmingham, that shouldn't have been happening again. Um, I mean, what came up is that it was very valuable for Louisville City to have a full week of, of rest and training. They've had a lot of uh, fixture congestion and, and travel and whatnot, preventing them from, from getting a lot of solid time to work on their training, to work on their tactics. So I think that I think he feels like the team's in a very good spot. They put in a lot of time working on some of these problem areas, and I guess we're finding other elements of their game. So um, some optimism surrounding that. Um, news on the uh, on the player injury front, it's a lot better than what it has been for a lot of this season. Um, the only real uh, notes to mention there is Brian Ombi, who went out, I believe it was in the Charleston match, or was it RGV? I'm getting a mix up. Either way, he is... Uh, Charleston, he was out. He didn't Charleston. play Saturday. That's what I thought. He didn't play okay. Saturday, yeah. Second-guessing myself. He is not... A lot, of, a lot of games to sort through in your mind, yeah, in your defense. Yeah, it's hard. <laughs> um, he's not going to be in action for the Birmingham match. Uh, Jorge Gonzalez is still kind of returning injury, still very much a, a questionable. So we'll see if he uh, if he gets any minutes or not. But uh, no, things look good. The team looked happy, optimistic. Um, you know, re- I mean, ready for a match again. I um, I have a lot of faith in this team. I think they can go down and get a job done. Um, but I mean, Birmingham, to their credit, I mean, I think they're a good team. And again, like I said this in the past when we played them, I think they're better than their table standing. And to be completely honest, last time we played them, we did get a little bit of a freebie with Tyler Pasher going on the match, like, what, like 20 minutes in? That's right. He is a big threat and to, for them to lose him so early in the match. Like, that's like, I think that's one that could easily fly under the radar, but we, we kind of looked out a little bit in that one. So um, I don't know his current health status on there, but if he's good to go, I mean, that's a... Uh, it's going to be a, different, a difficult battle to, to take him on. Well, and the timing of the game also pretty important for, for Louisville City. We mentioned how important the racing Louisville game is with the timing of them coming back to regular season play. Well, for Louisville City, there are seldom few chances if they're really going to push up to get into that, say, top four of the Eastern Conference. There are starting to be seldom few chances for them to, to do that. Just 10 games to go in the regular season. They do have two against Tampa Bay left. Those are going to be huge. Tampa Bay sitting in third right now. Louisville City tied for fourth on points, down in fifth on goal differential behind Memphis 901 on 37 points, four points back at Tampa Bay. So that could be significant. Get two results against Tampa Bay in the final two games of or the, the two games late on in the season. That could push them into that top four positions if they can leapfrog Tampa 
Tampa Bay in some way. But Birmingham, no slouch right now. They are in the playoff mix. They are in seventh place. Um, they are three, I beg your pardon, four points clear of Miami for the final playoff position. Tulsa sitting in that final playoff position with eight points. Miami right outside of the playoff bubble right now on 26. So this is a Birmingham team that needs a win for their playoff standing, and they also need a win for their confidence. They've lost three of their last four. Their most recent game was a tie. Uh, last time out on August 12th, that's last Saturday against Sacramento 1-1. Prior to that, it had been three straight losses for Birmingham. So they're, they're going to be hungry for a win at home on Saturday night, a place where Louisville City over the last several years has a lot of time spent. Uh, remember with the COVID-constricted schedule a couple years ago where these two teams saw each other a ton. Uh, so it's going to be somewhat of a familiar ground, familiar territory for Louisville City to go to. Go to. But a, a hungry team, a difficult opponent, as you mentioned, a talented opponent, and an opponent that's shown that they can beat Louisville City already once this year. Now, you mentioned the Tampa Bay Rowdies matchup down the road for Louisville City. Those are going to be absolutely gigantic. Yes, you cannot are. understate how big those are going to be for the team because right now Tampa Bay is in third place on 41 points. They have a game in hand on us, so, the, so that could be... That could be the make-or-break swinging above them because in fourth right above us is Memphis at 37 points, tied with us point-wise, but they have a game in hand. So right. we're in kind of a suboptimal position. Now, if you look at Birmingham Legion, we're in some way, shape, or form. This match is a very, very big one for them in the same way that Tampa is to us because this can help really close the gap on us and, and help make their push to for that final home playoff position. I think it's a little bit of a tall ask, kind of given the, the current standings there, but if they want a shot... At making it to one of those to the top four spots, this is a, this is like a must win for them in that regard. So there's there's kind of a lot on the line here. We've Louisville City, we've kind of run out of runway um, to That's really right. kind of push ourselves up to the top of the table. Where we're, I mean, we're we're running thin on time. This season's blowing by. Yeah, still a lot of still some time left. Not a lot of time. Still some time left. If they can get it together and put it together a nice winning streak. Everything's on the table right now for Louisville City because they're not, believe it or not, despite the struggles this year, not that far back of first place in the Eastern Conference, 10 points back of Pittsburgh, and Louisville City with two games in hand on Pittsburgh. Charleston, they also have a game in hand on. They're in second place, six points ahead of Louisville City. So it's not out of the question that they make a run into that top four, maybe even that top two, but... If they're going to do it, they need to start doing it now. So that game, 5.30 on Saturday night, 5.15. Our coverage begins here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Myself and George Davis the fourth on the call. Let's go back to RGV. I want to bring up the refereeing again. Um, it's been such a theme this year across the USL. And in that game, Elton Garcia, the referee, showed a red card late on. It was a physical game that boiled over a few times. A lot of no calls in that game. I just thought it was worth bringing up. Any any thoughts on what the refereeing was on Saturday night in the 2-2 tie against RGV? It just seemed like a weirdly officiated game. Uh, I don't. I mean, I don't take as much issue with it as, as we have with previous matches. Every time I think of Elton Garcia, there was a match. It was at Birmingham last season where Napo Masoso got a red card, and it was a very just memorable moment I made into a gif if you remember. That's right, I do. Can't say those words on air, but it was funny. Um, but no, I mean, either way. <laughs> Unless you're Danny Cruz, then you probably could get away with it. <laughs> like you <laughs> did last week. <laughs> you gotta leave that poor man alone. Um, but I, um, the red card situation is really interesting because what I did not see live was the player made a clear swipe at Amadou Dia, like clearly just trying to take him out and not going for the ball. I missed that part live. But what I did get to see live, and I had a very good vantage point of it, was the interaction afterwards. Uh, this other player whose name I don't have on hand in, in Amadou Dia, that other player did put his hand on Am- Amadou Dia's neck. So that was like a very legitimate red card. I had lost hope actually at that point in time because the red wasn't immediately shown. There's some, you know, all the players kind of scuffled together. I thought that window is closing. I'm like, man, that guy's going to get away with that. But uh, thankfully he didn't. So, again, all things considered, based off of what we faced this year, um, officiating wise, that, that wasn't the most egregious one for us. We didn't, I mean, we didn't, we didn't draw because of, because of the officiating there in my mind. I don't do, I, I agree with that point. I'm just pointing out that once again, the officiating was part of the conversation of the game, right? Yeah. As, as an official, as a referee. The bar's low anymore. <laughs> that, that's a great point. But as, as a referee, the idea should be that nobody notices you out there, right? The game goes exactly as it should go. All the calls go the way they should go. But again, the refereeing was, was part of the story of Saturday night's game. So I just thought it deserved to mention also deserving mention Elijah Winder right now playing his best soccer that he's ever played for Louisville City scoring in that game the second goal 
First goal is fabulous, by the way, from Dylan Maris. That's worth going oh, back and watching again. So one of the one of the highlights of the season. Just an absolutely crisp, beautiful, curled effort with his left foot. But Elijah Winder scoring in the second half, and he has over the last month really taken some steps forward. He's become a regular starter in this new formation, the new five back formation for Danny Cruz. Elijah Winder, one of the primary beneficiaries of that switch because he's become a regular in that attacking midfield role and there's no reason to take him out of the lineup right now the way he's playing the way he looked on Saturday against RGV he is developing maybe a little bit later than his younger brother did but he's developing into a kind of talent that Louisville City hopes to grow more regularly out of that academy a guy that can come into the senior team contribute to the first team and who knows he's still just 20 years old maybe down the line he can be a player that gets sent off to Europe or or even to Major League Soccer and, and bring some money back to Louisville City for his services. Great to see him succeeding right now. Man, he got dealt a bad hand when he had that bad injury, what, like a year or so ago. Right. I know the uh, the ceiling was always very high for him, but think back to uh, Jonathan Gomez. Think back to his brother, Josh Widener. He's very much on that similar trajectory where each match that you watch him, it feels like he's noticeably better. Like, the rate of growth is insane and we're really it's really just starting to take off for Elijah. I've always been high on him for a while. I think he means so much to this club, so I'm really excited to see him um, doing as well as he has been. And, I mean, Coach Cruz, he can't afford to take him out of the lineup right now. He's, he's, he's one of the hot hands. He's a developing player. He needs his continued exposure, so I hope he continues to do well and earn a spot in the team. And I just think it's going to continue to pay dividends for his growth. Great story about him right now up on LewCity.com, written by Andrew Bell, just talking about his ability to step into this role over the last couple of weeks and become a primary player for Louisville City. And the last thing I want to get to before we circle back to racing Louisville Benton, on the Louisville City front, this just gets me going. This this gets me excited in all the best ways. It is the kind of drama and the kind of uh, narrative that we need more of in the USL. So many games, it's kind of like, all right, who are we playing this week? Yeah, well, same story as last week. It's a new team. They signed a bunch of players in the offseason, blah, blah, blah. Charleston, the Charleston Battery, they continue to try and present themselves as the chief villain in Louisville City's story right now. Ben Pierman, uh, we talked about it last week on the show a lot, um, and Danny Cruz talked about it a lot in the interview we had last week. Um, he continues to kind of say, Not nice things about Louisville City. To the press, to the media. Yesterday, Charleston put out a behind-the-scenes video of their trip to Louisville City for that game last week. You know, one of those where they're in the locker room, they're following the team on the bus, they're in the team hotel, you know, showing kind of a, a look into the life of what it's like to be a player for Charleston on the road. And something that happened in the post-game speech after the 1-1 tie where Charleston thought maybe they should have won it with a goal that was called off in the final moment of the game. The post-game speech uh, caught my eye. Ben Pierman, Charleston's head coach, looking at his team, talking about them taking a trip to Detroit in their next game, which was just this past weekend, saying that that's going to be the most hostile environment in the league. That part of the statement I have no issue with, right? That's fair. That's Detroit fair. Detroit has fans that show up, make great noise. They're great. Um, they're, they are great fans, and they're great to have in the league, right? It's a, it's a legitimately hostile environment. They annoy me, but they're great. Absolutely. I get it. But that's a great thing to have in the league. Yep. That, that part I have no issue with. What he did, he turned it around, seemingly turned it around on Louisville City. He says, we're going to go play in the most hostile environment in the league. Basically, the complete opposite of what you just experienced. Talking about Lynn Family Stadium, talking about Louisville City fans, saying that Lynn Family Stadium was not hostile, that the fans were not intimidating. And if there's anything to be said about Louisville City fans, if there's anything to be said about Lynn Family Stadium, it's not that it's an easy place to come and win. Right, Benton? Am, where am, where, am I wrong here, or is Ben Pierman wrong here? i got to choose my words carefully. I don't have a censor beep here, but this dude is an absolute clown. <laughs> Like to suggest that we are the the least intimidating venue to come to in the entire league, it's laughable. Can any of his players seriously look at him and believe what he's saying? He clearly he just has thin skin. He's an emotional human. He cannot contain it. <laughs> I mean, it's embarrassing. Like if if Charleston had any fans, they're probably secretly going, "Oh crap!" Like this guy's like, "Oh, he's doing well for us, but he's kind of a." And this is after this is after in his post game to media in his post game media availability he accused basically the league of favoring Louisville City because they called off that late goal. That's such sore loser behavior. I mean, that's it's it's laughable. Like they clearly caught him in an emotional moment. Like you got to be able to contain that if you're a coach and in that kind of position. Like he that's it's. It's amateur hour. Amateur hour. This is one thing. I'm going to come out and challenge Louisville City fans. I'm challenging Louisville City fans here. 
Next time Charleston comes to town, and next time Ben Pierman comes to town, I don't think he'll jump ship in the offseason necessarily, but he might. Next time he comes to town as a head coach of a USL team, especially if it's this Charleston team, you got to let him know. You got to let him know that this is a hostile environment and that he is not welcome here. You got to let him know. Come out in force, be vocal, be loud, boo them every moment that they're on the field, be that fan base. That absolutely intimidates him. Make him never want to come back to the Lynn Family Stadium ever again. That's my challenge to Louisville City fans. Louisville City fans are phenomenal. They are. But don't let this moment drop out of your memory. Keep this alive. Let's see if we have a playoff matchup between these two. We may. We may. But if not, keep this for next season. Keep it somewhere in your heart and in your mind for next season. When Charleston comes to town, that better be one of the best atmospheres we've ever had at Lynn Family Stadium because this guy can't keep this team out of his mouth. If if somebody can heckle him hard enough to get him carded for something he said to the fan base, I will pay your beer tab for the remainder of that night. Whoa! You must be twenty one years or older to do so. But <laughs> but the guys, I mean, the guys clearly like it gets to him. It gets to his skin. It's clearly. a it's a doable thing. Like imagine if you could get the opposition's team get them a red card just for being a fan. Oh my god! You know what Electric. I think it is. You know what I think it is with Ben Pierman. It's good old. Old-fashioned jealousy. He wishes he was at Louisville City. He wishes he had Lynn Family Stadium at his disposal. They trained at the uh, Lynn Family Sports Vision and Training training facility right ahead of that game. He sees that and he says, I wish I was here, and he just wants to throw pot shots. It's just jealousy, petty jealousy from Ben Pierman that's causing him to say these things. we got to go. Don't forget, racing Louisville on Saturday, the biggest game they've ever played. 10,000 people hopefully going to be on hand. It's going to be a record crowd no matter what the number is. We heard from Ryan Dell, 9,100 plus. So get your tickets. RacingLouFC.com slash tickets, 502 Lou City. It is Saturday night at 7.30. Louisville City in action at 5.30. We'll start our coverage at 5.15 right here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. It's Soccer City every Thursday night from 6 to 7 on these same stations. Thanks for joining us. We will talk to you next week. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. Looking for a rewarding career? One that empowers you to serve your community, change lives, and reach your fullest potential? Become a correctional officer for the Kentucky Department of Corrections and earn up to $28.30 an hour with great benefits. Help create a better, safer Kentucky. Apply today for a correctional officer position in your community at careers.ky.gov. That's careers.ky.gov. You can give it to your girl. Share it with a squirrel. Buy by the case. Pour it in your face. L.A. The soft drink of tomorrow. L.A. A new kind of taste. L.A. The soft drink of tomorrow. L.A. It's from another place. Crisp, clean, L.A.